Coming to you live from WTHI Delsey Studios in sunny Los Angeles, California, the Hush Hush Society presents Declassified Discussions with Slick Frank Sanders and the Molly Wop Band. Featuring a special guest, and here's your hosts, Mystery Mike and Declassified Dave. Thank you, thank you, welcome. We have a great show for you. Our guest tonight is a former soccer player and sports broadcaster. He's an author of over 20 books and a public marathon speaker in over 25 countries. He's one of the most well-known and OG truthers. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Icke. Hello, everybody. How are we, David? Good to have you. Yeah, I'm good, yeah. For our hushlings that have never heard of you or have never sat through any of your interviews or your talks, we just wanted to give them the insight into Mr. David Icke. Okay. Now, David, could you tell us any conspiracy theories that you have heard that you think are just outright garbage, just out of this world malarkey spewed from people? Um, well, there's there's always numbers of those. And uh, I'll give you a topical one now um, that the uh, so-called virus came out of a Wuhan lab. Um, when, when you look at the two um, scenarios that are put out there, one which the the mainstream has suddenly mm. uh, latched onto uh, appears to be that it was uh, released by accident, and then you've got uh, a chunk of the alternative media that's uh, talking about it being released on purpose. Well, if we deal with the first one, um, it's very clear the evidence is overwhelming that this COVID hoax was uh, planned for a very long time. And everything was in place. And so when they played it, everything happened very, very fast because it was all ready to go. So what we are um, being asked to believe with scenario one is that they prepared in great detail. Mm. And then they had a problem. And that was they had to sit around and wait for a virus to be artificially or um, accidentally, uh, rather, um, released at just the time when they were prepared to uh, to ride the back of it. Uh, a, an idea which is clearly ludicrous and makes no sense whatsoever. And then you have um, the idea that it was released from the Wuhan lab on purpose. Hmm. So you're going to release a, a so-called deadly virus, but you don't want anyone to know you've done it. So what you do is you release it down the street from the the bio lab um, that uh, created it. Uh, and uh, the virus that you release is so deadly, you have to test for it with a test that's not testing for it to give you your fake cases. And then you have to say anyone who tests positive with a test not testing for the deadly virus then um, uh, dies of any other cause within 28 days or more in many cases. Then um, COVID-19 goes on their death certificate. Uh, you also have to, of course, if you've got a real deadly virus, you have to uh, give financial incentives to American hospitals to uh, diagnose it. 
uh, because, of course, the deadly virus wouldn't diagnose itself. So you pay uh, hospitals $4,600 for diagnosing regular pneumonia. You pay them $13,000 for diagnosing the same symptoms with uh, COVID-19 pneumonia. And you pay them $39,000 for a COVID-diagnosed patient who goes on a ventilator. So uh, none of it makes any sense whatsoever. And, and, and it's a diversion. It's a diversion from the truth. And, you know, there's... Um, there's something I've talked about over the years, which I call designer manipulation. And that is the idea, the, the, the prime uh, desire is that the population will believe your official narrative, your main narrative. But you know now that there are uh, a very, very large number of people who won't do that because they've got their heads around the fact that the world's not like they thought it was to the extent that they don't um, believe narratives without question. And so you give them a designer narrative. You give them one that fits their their worldview, but it's still not the truth. And you take them down a cul-de-sac and, and let them yeah. get on with it. So I, I think that's, a, a personally, I think that's an example currently of a conspiracy theory that's actually not true. We've been using the term uh, plandemic <laughs> around here. And yeah. it, one thing that always struck me very odd when it comes to this whole thing, uh, especially with the vaccine rollout, is the fact that they're incentivizing it. They're offering money and they're offering uh, one of the ludicrous ones, donuts, beer, subscriptions. It seems like they're trying too hard almost. Well, they're trying too hard, mate, because they're desperate, because this is uh, uh, nothing to do with health, these fake vaccines. They're not even vaccines by the definition of vaccines. Um, it's about uh, the effect on the on the human body. It's about uh, uh, transformative genetics, and it's about taking large numbers of people out. Uh, and, you know, it, it, what, what you've, you've, you've highlighted is one side of the, uh, of the way they're doing it. The other side is com uh, compulsion and pressure. So uh, on, on one side, you've got your donuts and your fries and your beers and your, uh, you can uh, take part in this million dollar uh, lottery if you have the fake vaccine. But on the other side, you've got uh, the compulsion. I mean, uh, I've just sent a, a, a clip of a, a New Zealand um, minister, government minister, uh, to, to be posted on my website that he's, he's talking about over the next, uh, you know, best part of a year or so, they will be hunting down. That that's his phrase: hunting down uh, the unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the idea is that they uh, give you the carrot. If you won't buy that, they give you the stick. And the stick comes in the form of a uh, a so-called vaccine passport, which means that uh, uh, the, all the basic things of life will be denied you unless you yeah. have the fake vaccine. Uh, and so the idea is to, to try to make it so that um, uh, it's impossible to live any kind of life without having the vaccine. Now, you, you highlight a very good point. Why the hell would they do that? Um, I mean, let's, 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 let's go into fantasy land and imagine there really is a virus. Uh, and uh, then let's look at the figures. Um, a, a infection to uh, fatality rate, even with all the ludicrous manipulation of the figures and the, um, the test, of between 0.23 and 0.15%. Uh, 
uh, it's not a danger to uh, to the human race uh, in any way, shape, or form, or any any kind of imagination. So at the same time, uh, wh when's the last time you saw? Well, the answer is never, of course. This scale of hysteria, pressure, and incentives, as mm -hmm. you highlight, um, to get someone, uh, get people to take a, 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 an alleged vaccine or any other medical uh, treatment. It's never happened before. Yeah, billion-dollar campaign, multi-billion-dollar campaigns. Exactly. And, and, and so there's obviously another reason. I mean, it's not brain science. There's obviously another reason why they are desperate to get this, this into people. And, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, their unbelievable levels of, of uh, censorship have been designed, of course, uh, to keep the truth from people and not least the truth already of the number of people who've died and been very seriously, life-changingly injured um, from uh, having these fake vaccines. If you look at the, the figures in Britain, for instance, of the so-called yellow card system, which is your VAERS system, basically, um, then uh, the number of uh, people associated uh, with the vaccine to have died is uh, well over a thousand. And uh, adverse reactions are well in excess of a million. Now, you uh, add to that the fact that um, according to a Harvard study, um, only about 1% of vaccine deaths and reactions are, um, are recorded in these systems, same with the VAERS system. But uh, it, it's well accepted that it's no more than 10%. And so you, you've got to start to give them the benefit of the doubt. You've got to multiply the thousand by 10 mm. and, and, and the, 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 the million by 10 for adverse reactions. Uh, and, you know, the, the, as, as um, they go down the age scale, you're seeing more and more young people perfectly fit, some of them athletes, who, who just uh, um, go into um, heart uh, 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 damage, like um, the, um, the, uh, the muscle inflammation of the heart. You've got the blood clots in the brain, uh, et cetera. And, and this should be an absolute scandal that calls it all to a halt overnight. But it's not. And when you see uh, uh, how few people, I mean, obviously too many, but I mean, we're talking comparisons here, how few people have uh, had to die from vaccine campaigns in the past for the vaccine to be stopped. Um, and then you compare to what's happening now. It's just absolutely extraordinary. And, you know, there's a, um, a an interview um, on davidlight.com uh, at the moment with a funeral director uh, in Britain who has been so appalled at the lies he's been seeing that he's gone public. And he says two things, and this fits the whole scenario, and other funeral directors around the world have said the same. One is that there was no uh, difference uh, between the, uh, the, the death rate and the, 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 um, the, the funeral industry's uh, numbers between 2019 and 2020. Mm. So there's your pandemic gone. Yeah. But what he did say um, is that once they started rolling out the vaccine, fake vaccine, then uh, the numbers went through the roof. And in his words, I've never seen anything like it. The number of people who were who were um, who were dying, uh, and uh, so uh, it's it's in plain sight, really. But it's not in plain sight, of course, to the mainstream media or through the mainstream media, which is where the great majority of people, unfortunately, in their 
terminal naivety still look to uh, to get their information on what's going on in the world. But the, the, the point I, I, I will lead to is that despite this extraordinary level of censorship, uh, the ingenuity of the alternative media in finding other other ways of getting it out there and word of mouth, etc., cetera, uh, has still got uh, the information out to a very large number of people. Mm. And I think that um, the... Uh, the authorities, shall we say, have been uh, surprised at, um, at how much um, reaction they've had against this fake vaccine. And it's gathering. It's gathering all the time. You know, we, we have marches in London uh, every month. There's another one on the 24th of July. And, and the numbers are phenomenal. I mean, just phenomenal. Hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands uh, walking through the streets of London uh, in protest at the lockdown and in favour of freedom. And what and what the last one about three weeks ago um you you were you were meeting people who'd actually been vaccinated, fake vaccinated, who were out now on the march mm. because uh, uh, too late, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, they 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 started to see it. So you're see you're you are seeing this gathering understanding that um, what we're told is not true, and that um, the only way this is going to end is if we the people end it. Otherwise, it's not going to end. It's just going to get more extreme. For those hushlings that have never heard your theories on reptilian overlords, can you give us a brief overview? Well, the, the overview is much bigger than that. Um, the overview in the end comes down to consciousness, states of consciousness. I mean, you, you look at why people behave as they do, and it's because of their state of consciousness. It's their state of perception. Uh, and human society is simply uh, a... A, a, a projection, a collective projection of human perception. So people locked down in the spring of 2020, meekly, mildly, and unquestioningly, overwhelmingly, because their perception was there was a deadly virus. And so it's it's perception and consciousness that dictates behavior, which in turn dictates human society. So whether you are talking about um, different perceptual states in the in in the in the human family, or whether you're talking about uh, extraterrestrial, non-human species, be they reptilian, gray, whatever, um, you, 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 if you want to break it down to its, to its foundation, the way they behave benevolent, benevolently or malevolently is down to their state of consciousness. Uh, and, you know, I, I've been um, researching this over, over 30 years, and you go through stages and you see different levels of it. But, you know, you've got to keep going down the rabbit hole because the rabbit hole is so incredibly deep. So um, I went through the, the period uh, in the 1990s and onwards when uh, the common theme that I was picking up from many and various sources, both modern and through um, cultural uh, sources like shamans and uh, uh, cultural uh, histories, uh, was that there was a uh, an element of this control, uh, a very serious element, uh, which took the form of a reptilian race. Um, and uh, I wrote about that extensively. Uh, and um, but but as you move on, as you go deeper in the rabbit hole, you you go beyond that. If you want to get to the core, and you get you get to the the real foundation of it, which is a state of consciousness. 
Now, um, I, I've just got a new book out called Perceptions of a Renegade Mind. And uh, the final chapter is called Escaping Watiko, because um, one of the things I picked up uh, uh, going through the different cultural stories, histories, accounts around the world um, is um, that there is a, a state of consciousness, which some uh, cultures and cultural stories have personified, but actually is a state of consciousness. Uh, and uh, the Gnostic uh, belief system, uh, going back to ancient times, called them archons, and they personified this consciousness as a, a being called Yolda Beoth. Uh, and, and you see other uh, expressions of that. Uh, but the, the one I picked up for this book um, is a, a version of it, uh, which is um, which is used by the uh, Cree tribal group in America, and other Native American uh, uh, groups also um, call it something similar. They're not quite the same, and uh, the Cree call it Wutiko. and Wutiko is a state of highly imbalanced, uh, inverted, distorted uh, consciousness. Uh, which um, is uh, the, it's the source of what we call psychopathy. And psychopathy, uh, if you look at the so-called hair test, named after the guy that, that, that invented them, the hair test of psychopaths' traits, then right at the top there is no empathy and no compassion, uh, which is exactly how this global cult works, as I call it, uh, it's behind the COVID hoax and the human climate change hoax, etc. Uh, and you uh, are um, looking also in the psychopathy traits at people who will lie with no compunction at all, uh, so long as the lie gets them what they want. And if you, if you look at those three traits, no empathy, so whatever people uh, you do to people, you have no emotional consequence for it, uh, no compassion, which kind of links into that. Uh, so you don't care how people suffer uh, for you to get what you want. I mean, look at the COVID era. Uh, and, and and you'll lie for as long as as much as it takes to get what you want. That They're the traits. And th these are the traits of Wetiko, this, this consciousness. And um, so you look at the COVID era and you look at the way governments and World Health Organizations and Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci and all these people have behaved. They're, they're classic expressions of the the character traits of Wetiko. Uh, and so the, uh, the, the, this consciousness is actually in front of us and it's been in front of us all the time under different names in different religions uh, uh, and um, only slightly different um, descriptions. This uh, Yolda Beoth, of the Gnostic belief system is actually the Christian devil, the Christian Satan. Uh, and, 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 and so all these uh, uh, symbols, symbols, all this symbolization of the a negative force uh, manipulating and disrupting human society actually comes down to what the Cree call Wetiko, but it just has different forms in, um, in the uh, Zulu uh, uh, history, cultural history, they call it um, uh, the Chittahuri, the uh, children of the serpent is is one uh, name they have for it. But it, it's it, you find it all, all over the world. And so if you look at 
the current situation where you've got psychopaths that are driving this COVID uh, hoax to create a global fascist state. Uh, you look at the journalists who, oh no, alleged journalists, who are lying through their teeth uh, uh, daily by the hour to support the agenda of the psychopaths who are driving this. And then you have a large chunk of the population who have conceded completely their right uh, and their their natural gift to free thought. And instead of uh, receiving information and um, making a perception from it, the information is the perception. So if a government uh, statement is made or some chief medical officer or Fauci makes a statement, then this mentality will simply accept it as their perception without any question. Whereas you've got on the other side, the awakening people, you might say, who are not buying it, who are questioning it. Um, They are um, uh, people who, um, instead of accepting um, their belief system uh, from a government narrative, that they have the capacity to look at different sources of information and then come to their own conclusion about it. And so when they do that, you come to a conclusion that it's a scam. Um, and, and if you then break down those three groups, these psychopaths driving it, your Gateses and all these people, the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, etc. And, and then you look at the journalists who are lying in pursuit of the agenda. And then you look at all this, the members of the population who simply acquiesce and don't question. Then I say that they are all different expressions of this Wutiko consciousness, which is a very low vibrational uh, uh, state of consciousness and to for it to attach to its targets it has to bring them into a low state of consciousness so there's some kind of frequency connection powerful or at least influential that that will allow uh, the Wutiko uh, field if you like to to do the thinking of these people at its extreme you've got the psychopaths uh, at its slightly less extreme You've got the journalists who lie and know they're lying. Uh, 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 um, a lot of them do. And then you've got um, the, the great chunk of the population who simply do not question uh, that the psychopaths could be um, could have a nefarious, sinister agenda. Uh, and uh, so if you look at it from that point of view, we're seeing the emergence of these two states of consciousness very clearly in the, in the COVID era. In, in those that are buying it and those driving it and those lying about it and those who are seeing it. And, you know, I've been on uh, marches uh, against wars and all this stuff through my life. But these marches in London um, are extraordinary. They're, they are an absolute joy um, to, to be involved in because the energy of them is love. It's joy. It's respect for self and others. Uh, it's uh, determination not to uh, not to submit. And it's um, it's a completely different uh, state of awareness uh, and therefore state of behavior than what I would call the Watiko consciousness. And 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 if you um, if you open your heart and you open your mind uh, from the five sense prison that Watiko basically is, then uh, your frequency starts to 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 to, uh, to quicken. It starts to rise, it, and and you you are withdrawing from the Wittiko, um frequency band. 
And this is what we call awakening. This is what people are doing. Well, well, yeah, well I, I, I woke up. Well, woke up from what? You woke up from the Watiko coma. And thus, suddenly, because you were detaching in terms of frequency attachment from it, you started to free think. You started, why didn't I see this before? Because of the state of consciousness you were in before. And, and, and so, you know, it, it sounds very trite, um, but it's not. Um, opening the heart to, to what we call uh, what the, the real meaning of love. Is, is, is how we get out of here because it's how we get out of Wotiko. It's very intriguing how you were talking about ancient cultures and how they relate to the serpent. And throughout many different religions and many different cultures, you know, the serpent is held in that, that evil or dark regard, even going into Christianity with the serpent in the garden and through many of these different ancient religions and ancient cultures. Now, we heard your theory on frequency programming. Can you elaborate a little on that for us, for our listeners? Well, frequency programming, um, the, the whole foundation of human control is to keep from us the true nature of the eye and to get us to self-identify with the labels of a human life, um, what I call phantom self. Uh, the, the human entity is, um, is obviously a body, I say a holographic body, and that uh, is decoding information in a particular way. Uh, and the way that it decodes information is what we call human. What we act like humans and people say, oh, that's a human because of the way they're behaving and the way they look because of the way the body decodes information. So um, why is an elephant, why does an elephant act like an elephant and, and not a duck? Why does a duck act like a duck and not an elephant? Because their uh, um, what I would call um, biological computer systems are um, decoding information um, in, in accordance with that species. So they, they, they act, that consciousness acts in that way. Uh, and um, so... That's one level, and I'll call it the five sense level, the five sense level of perception, which is what the body does. For instance, um, and it gives us a, a, an illusory view of what we're experiencing. So uh, the frequency uh, band, and it's very tiny, that the body uh, decodes into a visual experience um, only basically relates to what we call form. It doesn't relate to deeper levels of energy consciousness, just that frequency band we call form. So if you look through your eyes in a human life, you see form and you see what appears to be empty space between it. Uh, and that gives you the impression that everything's apart from everything else. But if you could go deeper into the, into the, the visual field, you'd realize that actually all these, these expressions of form are actually um, part of a, 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 an infinite field of information consciousness, uh, like a Wi-Fi field, if you like, where everything's connected. Uh, and this, this field of consciousness, um, you, can, you can expand into it and uh, get uh, insight, information, and... Um, intuitive knowing from this field and and the greater you expand into it the greater the levels of in, insight knowledge and understanding 
And if you can use that, it, what's great these days, you know, I'm, I'm not into technology myself, uh, except uh, where I have to, but um, the the technological world we live in with computers and Wi-Fi fields is actually a, a wonderful analogy because people can obviously follow that because yeah. they deal with it all the time of the reality that we're experiencing. So um, if I um, I'm going on the Internet uh, and, and say I'm tapping into the Wi-Fi field, uh, that Wi-Fi field contains the entire Internet. But my perception will dictate where on that internet I go. Do I go to this website? Do I go to that website? Do I go only go in this tiny area of information, or do I seek out other, much more expanded uh, uh, parts of the internet where I can get uh, a greater fix on the same subject or whatever I'm looking at? And it's the same. It's the same uh, with uh, with human perception. Uh, and if you stay only locked into the five senses, can I see it, touch it, taste it, hear it, and all that stuff, um, which is, if you look at it, it's where the vast majority of science uh, uh, operates from, the vast majority, of well, majority of academia, politics, it all, it's all focused at health, medicine, it's all focused on the five senses. And the idea of this, uh, this, this Watiko uh, network I call the global cult um, is to uh, isolate uh, human perception in the five senses. So at that level, all they can see is everything is apart from everything else. Uh, and all, all they uh, see is limitation. I can't, it's not possible. And if you isolate five sense mind from the greater consciousness, five sense mind's only option to get a fix on the world itself and what's happening is information within the five sense world. And that's the media, that's your Silicon Valley uh, uh, giants, etc. And so the idea is to isolate you in the five senses. So that's your overwhelming point of perception uh, and, and stop you from uh, connecting to greater levels of yourself. And, and, and the, the act of awakening is when you break out of that five sense prison, that five sense bubble, and you start to um, expand into uh, greater levels of consciousness, which takes you beyond Wotiko and therefore uh, beyond its perceptual um, onslaught of information to make you see the world as the way it wants you to see it, and you suddenly see. A, a, a very different world. For instance, in, it, it, and, and it's, it's the very nature of the five senses, as I've just described, it sees dots. It doesn't see pictures. It sees everything as apart from everything else. But once you start expanding beyond this Wotiko, this five sense prison, you suddenly start to see how the dots connect. You, you start to see pictures and patterns instead of pixels and dots, uh, and this is the awakening. This is the whole awakening process. I, I would suggest this is what's actually happening in what we call um, call awakening. And this whole movement, uh, which is moving very fast now, and they're telling you where they want to go. Uh, Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum is telling you. People like Ray Kurzweil, the uh, the Google executive and so-called futurist. Is telling you they they want to and you know Elon Musk is going down that road as well you know this uh, this uh, this maverick guy whose system <laughs> to his DNA um, 
and, and, and they want to connect the human brain to artificial intelligence. And that is their end game because it's the end game of enslaving people in the five senses. Because from that point, they don't have to manipulate information to manipulate your perception. Your perception comes direct through AI. Uh, AI is your perception. That, that's what this is all about. And these fake vaccines are all part of changing the nature of the body so that can that, that whole thing moves on from human 1.0 into human 2.0, which is a far more synthetic version. Uh, and uh, so, again, we come back to a, a, just a, a, a common repeating theme. Uh, if we're going to see beyond the illusions of the Wetiko world, then uh, we need to uh, get ourselves into a state of frequency from our state of perception, from our state of self-identity that will uh, not attach to this low vibrational Wetiko uh, band of uh, consciousness and therefore it cannot influence us. Uh, and the... Uh, the, the 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 people who are pushing back on this um, overwhelmingly, those those that can see it, they are to d at different levels of expression um, withdrawing from this Wetiko, um influence because you know you, I see it all the time. Uh, I see Wutiko fighting Wutiko, uh, and it must be in hysterics because you 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 have an enemy or you think is an enemy. And so you fight the enemy. Uh, but in fighting the enemy, you are expressing Watiko as the enemy is expressing Watiko against you. And so Watiko is fighting Watiko. And Watiko loves it because the energy of Watiko is being generated all the time through the conflict, the hatred, the death, destruction, uh, etc. When the, the, the way out of here is just to open your heart. And that's not just, like I say, a trite phrase. You open your heart and that's it. My God, I, I think I've done enough in the last 31 years to... To, to show that I'm not just about opening your heart and everything will be fine. No, no. Uh, what, what, when you open your heart, you see the world in a different way, but then, then, then you have to uh, take that gift of seeing and you, 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 know, you have to take the responsibility of doing. And one of the great things about the, the energy of the heart is it's without fear. Uh, heart energy knows that everything is one. It knows that uh, death is uh, an illusion. It's it's the, the end of the cycle of the body. It's not the death of the, the true true eye. Uh, and it knows there's nothing to be frightened of. So uh, you've got um, a, a situation when you open your heart uh, where you, you lose fear. You, you, you're not intimidated by people in, in uniform anymore. You're not intimidated by pillocks in dark suits. And, and uh, you're not you're not intimidated by consequences because uh, when you um, when you fall into the, the the trap of phantom self, the five sense labels, I am R, I am R man, I am R woman, I am R this religion, that religion, this race, this sexuality and all the rest of it. And notice, by the way, um, what's been happening uh, through this woke era, which is a global cult phenomenon. They are subdividing the previous five sense labels into smaller and smaller labels. So you have LGBT, this long line, it's about, you know, the, the number of letters used in self-definition de by some American universities mm -hmm. is, is, is beyond yeah. laughable now. Uh, and, and people are, when, when, you, when you subdivide into smaller and smaller self-identity labels, 
um, every time you subdivide, you're moving further and further away from the true I, which is which is expanded consciousness, as, as, as expanded as you want to allow yourself to expand into. Uh, and so they are creating ever greater perceptual self-identity myopia with this uh, with these woke labels that they are they are um, involved in. And I, I can only talk for myself, but um, your perception becomes your reality. So uh, if you see yourself as little me, for instance, and I've got no power, then that's a frequency. You're operating on the frequency of that perception. And that means you are interacting with the infinite field of possibility and probability within that narrow band of your self-identity, which is I have no power. Uh, and, and so what, that, what happens is that feedback loop between your perception and possibility probability creates the life you believe uh, you are. You, it creates an, a little me, I have no power life. Um, and, and you will view everything through the five senses because that's the myopia of your self-identity. But when, when you, you, you change your self-identity from, from I am my labels to those labels are my experiences in a brief experience called human, and the, I am the consciousness that's having the experiences, um, that self-identity immediately expands your self, sense of self. It has to, because now you're not little me anymore. You, you're not just a series of bloody labels that you've been given or you've given yourself. Now you are self-identifying with being a state of conscious, a state of awareness beyond form, a state of awareness that can be as expansive as it chooses to allow itself to be. And, and that expansion of self-identity expands by, by definition the amount of uh, consciousness in the, in the field, the infinite field that you are accessing, and then things start to change. So, for instance, uh, this happened to me big time uh, 30 years ago when I went through a massive uh, awakening from, from, from this, uh, this illusion. Um, suddenly, and you talk to people who go through this awakening process, and more and more people are being encouraged to do by if they've got any brain cell activity, by the, what they're seeing in the world for a start. But um, what they what they say and what I experienced is suddenly your life starts to become incredibly synchronistic, uh, and and your you, your life is peppered with oh my god, fancy seeing you here! Oh dear, <laughs> what's the chances of that happening? Uh, and 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 uh, you know it happened to me many many times uh, where you think you know it's over, and then something comes along absolutely at the right time to change. It's not over, and we're going somewhere else now. Um, and and why is that? It's because and, and why why not the synchronicity before? Because you were accessing through your myopic self identity um, a very narrow uh, part of. Um, of the infinite field of possibility and probability in the same way that if you have a very myopic view of life, you'll only go to a myopic area of the, of the Wi-Fi mm. field with your computer. It's just, they're all the kind of the same thing. Um, and so therefore you, you are interacting with possibility and probability on such a narrow band that there's very little possibility and probability that you manifest as experience. But once, once you start expanding uh, your consciousness through self-identity into this field, now you're accessing, accessing more and more and more 
of this possibility and probability, which you can manifest as an experience. And so your experiences start to get more and more synchronistic. They get uh, uh, more and more amazing in the way that things uh, happen uh, uh, just when they need to and, 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 and etc. cetera. Uh, and so this uh, imprisonment of uh, the human mind in, in the five senses is not only uh, to keep us um, uh, in a state of ignorance, it's also to keep us in a state of limited experience or limited possibility, limited manifestation. And, and this global cult is a network of secret societies with a, a, an interlocking leadership. The vast majority of people within it don't realize there's an interlocking leadership. Um, and, and why do we have secret societies? It's to keep secrets. And from whom, pray? From the population. And the two big forms of secrets that um, these, uh, this cult, these secret society network wants to keep from the population is one, where the population of the world is being taken, so they think it's all random and not all uh, pre-planned. And the other one, the big one, is we keep from them the nature of reality and how their perceptions become their experience, how their, how their lives are a manifestation of their perceptions. Uh, and so this, this other world uh, of secret societies and the cult knows that if it can control human perception, it will control human experience. Uh, because we are um, creating our reality, our experience reality in this way, perception becomes experience reality. We're doing that anyway. The question is, where do the perceptions come from to, to dictate that cycle? of perceptions become experience. Is it coming from us by uh, us looking at different sources of information, like I said earlier, and, and, and coming to a conclusion, which is our conclusion? Or are we taking conclusions um, straight from the authority, in which case that becomes our perception and that becomes our experience? Uh, it's it's uh, much deeper than, 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 than people realize uh, uh, the level on which this control of humanity is actually played out. It's fantastic that you mentioned this whole synchronicity coming into play. And I think it's become more and more prevalent as of lately. It's a weird dynamic that as the world and everything starts to dive into some sort of darkness on the other side of things, there is this synchronicity and you are seeing almost an algorithm like you said, where the more that you think about something and the more that you're reaching these like-minded people, the more you're running into them and the more that you're expanding yourself into these groups. It's a very interesting dynamic. It's a light and dark. Yeah, well, this is this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is the, 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 the Watiko consciousness and the awakening consciousness is what we're, we're basically talking about. And, and you know, mm -hmm. uh, attracting um, like-minded people comes from like-minded frequency. You know, you, 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 when you're in a certain perceptual state, you're putting out the frequency that reflects that perceptual state. Every thought, every emotion is a frequency um, of a different kind generated by that state of mind, state of emotion. And so um, those frequencies um, uh, connect with each other. And, and so you suddenly, you know, I, I uh, went through this massive awakening process in 1990, 1991, and uh, suddenly I'm meeting all these people 
who are coming from basically the same direction that my life was going. Um, uh, and, and, you know, so it, it's, it's like its own, it's, its own uh, network uh, is created by, by the, the frequencies that people give off. And in the same way, if you're giving off uh, frequencies that are uh, reflecting your five sense perceptual enslavement, then you'll get you'll you'll, you'll be interacting with those people. And it, you know you, you kind of indicated it. I mean, you've only got to look around. There's two societies emerging, very very clearly. Two societies emerging. There's the uh, society that's bought it, and the society that hasn't bought it. And the, the the difference in their consciousness is extraordinary. And that's another point, you know, which I. I find very interesting. You know, I'm talking about this Watiko consciousness, which uh, in, in an extreme attachment manifests as psychopaths like Gates, etc. Uh, in a, a lesser attachment, although there's lots of psychopaths in the media, my God, you've got the, the lying media. And then you've got people um, where the influence may be less. I mean, you know, the, the, these people have had the jab and bought the bloody COVID thing. They're not psychopaths. Well, some of them might be, but I mean, the great majority not psychopaths, <laughs> but but they're be still being influenced by um, by this Watiko consciousness, which they're attached to without knowing. And what the, this Watiko consciousness does, it attaches to the subconscious. This is the point. It attaches to the subconscious and it feeds perceptions out of the subconscious into the conscious mind. And at that point, the person thinks they are having their own thoughts and coming to their own conclusions. I'll give, I, I mean, you probably come across this as well. The number of times I have heard people in the last 17 months say to me, I, this is what I think is going on. And what comes out of their mouth is the official narrative. Every comma and full stop. <laughs> but they think it's their own conclusions. Um, and, you know, the, the, the reason I talk a lot about this Watiko uh, now is because if you can bring it to the conscious mind, if you can bring all this to the conscious mind, Watiko stops influencing you. Uh, in, in some of my books, I've, I've, I've used a subliminal picture. And there's a, basically, it's a, it's a group of flowers and there's a subliminal image in it. And you show it to people and they look at it. I did it to my brother the other week. And... Uh, I said, there's a subliminal image in there. You know, can you see it? And they're looking around. and No, no, no I, can't, I can't see anything, mate. And then you point out what it is. And in this particular image, the words S-E-X are written in the, uh, the white bits between the flowers. Uh, and people go, oh, my God, I didn't see that. The point being that from that moment, every time, not every now and again, Every time those people look at that picture, the subliminal image will be the first thing they see. Why? Because it's come out of the subconscious. This is why uh, subliminal means um, below threshold, below threshold of the conscious mind. It's come into the conscious mind and the influence of the subliminal is gone. It's gone because you're seeing it. You become aware of it. And uh, this is this is this is also important in in terms of all these symbols that they put around us. These symbols are speaking to the subconscious. The subconscious uh, language is the language of symbolism. That's why we we dream in symbol in symbols overwhelmingly. Um, but once mm. you can bring it out of the subconscious into the the, the conscious, it, it stops impacting upon you. Uh, and so uh, you um, 
you become free of its influence uh, by being aware of its existence. This is why putting this information out as the alternative media does is so important. It's making conscious. See, all this, all this manipulation of the human society right up to, you know, I mean, I started out 31 years ago on this and I could tell you no one wanted to know for a bloody long time. Uh, so, so basically, humanity was being subconsciously manipulated and directed without having any idea it was happening because it was all going on in the subconscious. And what, what um, uh, the, um, the alternative media, as it's developed, uh, has done is to take that subliminal manipulation and make it conscious for people who are awake enough to, to allow that to happen. And suddenly they see the manipulation. What gives me fun, uh, such joy these days is to see people who are relatively new to this saying, um, I think this is why this is happening. And you sit there and you go, you're absolutely bloody right, mate. And not long ago, you would have laughed if I'd have said that. But now you're seeing it yourself because it's come out of the subconscious into the conscious mind. Uh, the, 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 this is, you know, they're not, they're not censoring uh, with such hysteria because they want to, you know, brandish their power. Um, it's because they have to. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the censorship is not an expression of power. It's an expression of the lack of it. Because if they um, uh, allow uh, information to circulate, they know their game's up. You know, if there wasn't censorship on the scale that we've seen since the turn of 2020 or spring of 2020, this COVID hoax would be over, gone, finished, already. It's the fact that so many people have been firewalled away from the information they need to see that, 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 that's allowed it to, uh, to manifest. And, and this, is, this is a really important point. Um, We've been kidded by this Watiko consciousness in all its expressions, in its, all its people and forms and what have you. That authority has power. This is the great myth. And this is what the, this cult and this Watiko consciousness behind it is terrified of humanity realizing authority has no power. The power that, you, that authority appears to have is the power we give to it in the form of acquiescence. If we don't acquiesce mm -hmm. to power, power has no power. Uh, it's it's real, real, real simple. I mean, when these protests started in, in London in this, just after the spring of 2020, the first lockdown, um, very, very few, a handful of people turned up. And the police were straight in there with their brutality and they, were, they finished, it, uh, finished the protest. But then they kept going and they got bigger and they got bigger and they got bigger. And now there's hundreds of thousands of people walking through the streets of London. The police are just bloody standing there watching. There's nothing they can do. There's too many people who have, who, who have, um, have refused to, to give their power away to authority. So they're walking down the centre of the road. In their hundreds of thousands, what are you going to do? Well, nothing we can do. Exactly. And this is the penny drop that will bring this to an end. You know, there, how can a few people, comparatively with the uh, population, a very few people, be dictating the direction of human society? It can only happen because the, the, the billions give their power away to the few. And when we stop doing that, it's over, but not until. 
And, and this is why the awakening today have such responsibility, because those that can't see are not going to do anything. In fact, they're going to be the foot soldiers of the, of the psychopaths to, to demonize those that can see. And the psychopaths, obviously, are not going to uh, do anything about it. And, and, and the, the, the gophers in government administration and administration in general, uh, health administration and all that stuff, they're not going to do anything about it. They're too programmed. So that leaves the, the people that can see the awakening, which is a number that's getting bigger and bigger. But, but it's enormous responsibility. And th- that gift of seeing uh, needs to come with the responsibility of ceasing to, uh, to, to obey. To, you know, people say that knowledge is power. It's not. The use of knowledge is power. Power unused is knowledge not worth having. Uh, and, and so the knowledge of what's happening, um, it comes with the responsibility of ceasing to cooperate with it. And that's the stage that will bring it down. Um, and it's got to come very soon because they are going to throw everything at the awakening and those that can see uh, in, the, in the months and, uh, and, and, and years ahead in 2021, 2022, 2023. Do you think that at any point there will be one singularity or moment when the general population will realize what's really going on? Um, well, um, you see, we, we, are, we are interacting with this field. And this uh, global cult knows that. Obviously, it knows that. It's one of the secrets it wants to keep from us. So um, if, if you want to control all the fish and the sea life, you don't have to control all the sea, uh, sea life and fish. You have to control the ocean they swim in. And we are, we are um, uh, connected into this sea of energy I'm calling the field. So they want to control the field. They want to hold it in a low vibrational state so that as we interact with it, it's, it's, um, uh, basically its frequencies are um, encouraging us, pressuring us to, to be in a low vibrational state. So this is why they do their rituals at particular vortex points on the the Earth um, uh, energetic uh, grid. This is why they the Satanists do do their um, their rituals at certain particular points. Uh, and you know a, a lot of this satanic ritual go, goes on in in in, in churches. Uh, why? Because um, the the, the pre Christian pagans. Um, uh, knew about this energetic system. You have your Stonehenge and your Abris and these other great uh, stone circles. I mean, Britain is a massive centre for it. It's a massive centre. Oh, it's yeah, a massive centre for Wetiko, but it's also a massive centre for uh, for Earth energy. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, the number of stone circles and standing stones and all this stuff um, uh, in Britain per mile is it's more than anywhere else in the world. Uh, and and so uh, they're doing these rituals in churches because when when the Christian churches uh, started appearing, they would uh, for, for two reasons. Um, one, they would put their churches on these uh, sacred points of the pagans. These were the vortex points in the grid uh, because they wanted to suppress the evil, which they perceived it to be. And others, uh, more savvy in the Christian church at the time, they were putting churches on these things because they wanted to harness the same energy. They might claim it was for different reasons, but they wanted to harness the same energy. And I, and, 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 and I remember um, being invited to Canterbury Cathedral, this, this big cathedral in, in England, um, uh, in, um, in Kent, uh, by someone who was uh, producing uh, something called a passion play. 
um, and and the, the different scenes took place in different parts of the cathedral, and the audience just walked around, you know, to, from scene to scene. But the reason I tell you that story is that at that time, um, a, a chunk of this cathedral was uh, was fenced off because they were doing um, uh, work on it, like you know, building work. And they discovered an ancient pagan site right in the middle of the cathedral, and that's why that's why they put it there because these are the vortex points. Wow. And so what, what I'm where I'm going with this is they they um, are seeking to hold the vibration of the field as low as possible so that it impacts upon the fish swimming in the sea, yeah, yeah, human perception. So uh, the more that people awaken the more they are influencing the field um, in, in a much more high vibrational way. And as that field uh, uh, changes its frequency, it's going to start influencing people who are solid gold asleep, um, uh, uh, who, who have been held in the, in the illusion of the, the, the Wittiko illusion, I'll call it. So the, the, the question of um, how many uh, wake up um, depends on, um, on, on how many wake up. The more that uh, uh, awaken to, to a, a, a perceptual state that, that increases their frequency, um, the more the field will be affected, the more people attached to the field will be affected. Um, so uh, it, it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, and, I, and I think that um, by the end of 2021, we were going to have a bloody good uh, uh, idea of the numbers, uh, those that are so solid gold asleep that, you know, it's like, not sure that's going to happen, uh, and and how many are are awakened uh, by then um, to 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 see what they couldn't see before, um, but I have no doubt whatsoever that in the next period through the winter of twenty twenty one into twenty twenty two into twenty twenty three, we're going to see enormous numbers of people dying. I don't want to say that, but I, you know we've got to mm. face face things and and deal with them because of this fake vaccine. It's it's got self-replicating material which which means it's impacting on the body more and more by the hour and uh what they're going to do in through this winter is they're going to try to hide the fact that um it's the vaccines that are killing people by uh labeling it something else a variant or or, or flu flu's coming back according to the government which has disappeared through redesignation covid19 in the covid era and um and you you're going to see also uh, I mean, in, in this country, uh, they've announced already that in September they're going to give give people a third jab, the so-called <laughs> booster jab. And, and, and at the yeah. same time, this is government policy, they've announced it. But at, the, at the same time, they give you the booster jab. At the very same time, they're going to give you the flu vaccine. Um, and, 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 and the, uh, you know, there's a guy called Michael Yeadon, who's a former uh, scientific advisor to Pfizer, who's been very vocal in his opposition to these fake vaccines. Uh, who has been pointing out that, that they've already uh, developed the uh, so-called um, uh, vaccines for the variants. Um, uh, and they're all sitting there waiting to go. As soon as they invent the variant, and there, there seems to be a new one every day, uh, you'll yeah. hear, you'll hear, oh, no, we've now got variants that are not responding to the vaccine. We need new vaccines. And and, and, and so uh, the, uh, the human immune system is going to be begging for mercy. And a lot of people, a lot of people are going to die. Absolutely, a lot of a lot of people have already died in the initial uh, uh, rollout of these vaccines. So you know, through self-replication and more and more vaccines, a lot of people are going to die. And you know, this is why it's so important 
that the awakening have a have a, a bigger perspective of what's going on and a bigger perspective of who they are uh, because um, if you if you experience what's coming uh, through the five sense labels and and that's your perception of, of the eye and everything and your, your perception of reality uh, well it's going to be horrific and it's going to be very very difficult but if you can come from a perspective that actually um, yeah large numbers of people are dying and, it, and it, it's a terrible thing but but they're not the bodies being being their vehicle to experience this reality is being um, dismantled, and therefore um, it can no longer be their vehicle to experience this reality. But it doesn't mean they die. It means it means they move on to 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 other levels of reality and frequencies that match where they're at outside the body, uh, uh, and because um, otherwise you you know it's going to be very difficult. But I'd, I'd say this, um, uh, way back in 1990, when I first went through my awakening, um, I was a television presenter at the time and I was a national spokesman for the British Green Party, which was very, very important to get to get a, an understanding of that mentality, given it's very much part of this whole Klaus Schwab thing now, uh, 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 using uh, uh, human... Uh, the illusion of a human caused climate change to transform uh, society, great reset and all that stuff. But um, I, I, in those early days, again, through synchronicity, I met, I met loads of uh, psychics, professional psychics, and I only went to see the first one. The others just came into my life. I mean, if you wanted to, if you wanted to meet a professional psychic in the spring summer of 1990, all you had to do was follow me. And I'd lead you to them, even though I didn't know I was leading you to them. I just, I, you know, it's a, what yeah. do you do? Oh, I'm a professional psychic. I'm oh, not another, but oh, what? Um, and but there was a common theme that was being given to me. And I, 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 the first book I ever wrote after the awakening was called Truth Vibrations, um, and it was it was titled because of what all these different psychics were telling me. They kept saying, "I'm being told to tell you this," um, and. It was that, and remember, this is 1990, and there was no evidence of it at the time, that there was going to be an intervention. There is, there, there, there was an intervention coming because humanity, great chunks of humanity, had become so mesmerized by the illusion that they weren't going to break out of it without some help. Uh, and so... Uh, what I was told was there was a vibrational change coming. And I would relate that to what I've just said. It's teasing um, awake. It's teasing into higher frequencies the field. That's what it's doing. And as it does that, it's affecting more and more people. The more sensitive are affected first, and then the, the less sensitive uh, become affected, uh, inf uh, affected as the, uh, the truth vibrations frequency impacts more and more on the field and what i was told was this uh this is why i call it truth vibrations uh, this frequency change was going to have two main effects one it would wake up more and more people to see themselves in the world from a completely different perspective and realize that actually it, the world is not like they thought it was and they're not like they thought they were and the other part of it, and this is kind of so in your face now, uh, 
was that all that had been hidden would be brought to the surface. And, and humanity would see what's been going on, which they couldn't see before. Now, like I say, in 1990, I mean, I can tell you from trying to get this information out in the 1990s, never mind 1990, very few people um, uh, wanted to know. And there, there, there was no evidence of any awakening. There's certainly no evidence of, um, you know, people in large numbers um, uh, seeing what they hadn't seen before. But you look at what's happened in the, you know, through through the early uh, millennium and uh, and 9/11 did actually wake more people up than uh, than than I think is um, is actually understood in terms of thinking. Well, m- m- maybe the world's not like I thought it was. But but as this has moved on and this truth vibrations, I call it truth vibrations because it was bringing all, to the service all that had been hidden, um, has impacted on more and more people and. Um, in many ways, this COVID hoax has been um, beneficial. Um, while it's been uh, a bloody nightmare and a catastrophe on one level, it, it's actually got a lot of people off the fence because if you've got a modicum of intelligence and awareness, you can see that what we're being told is not actually happening. And, and that's led to people looking at information and going in search of information and explanations that they weren't before. They were just getting on with their lives. Um, so a lot of people have woken up as a result of this. I mean, obviously the cult doesn't want that, but, um, you know, there, there, there comes a point where you can't just manipulate under the radar any longer, because if you want to change society in the image that you want, then at some point you've got to break the surface where that society changes in the image you want in front of people's eyes. And that's where we are. So uh, symbolically, these people have walked out of the shadows and put themselves on public display. Uh, And that's woken up a lot of people. Uh, And uh, it's um, we are. uh, I I absolutely would say um, that through the next uh, two, two to three years, uh, the awakening are going to face um, enormous challenges because the, this cult knows that they're the only ones that can change it. So obviously it's going to target them. Yeah. Um, and what I found interesting, by the way, is when you talk to people, and this is, you know, I remember seeing an interview with a doctor this week who was saying the same. People in families uh, who, have, who, who have not bought the, the, the COVID story have been ostracized and, and by their families, and the families don't talk to them. Yeah, yeah uh, that's happening more and more. Yeah. Now let's let's just ask the question: Why is that? Okay, um, someone's saying something different to you on this COVID hoax. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you disagree with them. Okay, but hold on a minute. Why the over-the-top um, marginalization, demonization, and um, just cutting them off? Why? Why that? But if you think about it, the, the, if the mentality of the population that's that's bought all this and because it's bought all this it's asleep and because it's asleep it's low vibrational uh, uh, awareness which is attached to Wotiko. well this Wotiko field this is the organizing field of the whole thing um not only um uh, wants people not to listen to the awakening it wants to to target demonize and destroy the awakening and, and, and therefore, anything attached to it 
will be strongly encouraged to be extremely antagonistic to that which can see. Because Watiko doesn't want anyone to see. Uh, and, and I think what, you're going, what you are going to see is this, um, and, and as, as people who've bought it fall deeper and deeper and deeper into the buying of it, then they are going to attach more and more powerfully to Watiko, and Watiko is going to have more influence over their perception and more influence over their behavior. And I think you, you are going to see um, the population that's bought, bought it absolutely antagonistic to the awakening for this reason. Um, and we need to be strong. But uh, on the other side of it, because uh, the consciousness of love, um, which is what holds the whole thing together, really, the consciousness of love, you know, it, it's not about it's not about, you know, I, I, I love I love you and, and, you know, do anything you like to me because because I love you and all that stuff. It's not that's not what the love I'm talking about. Uh, uh, the, the love I'm talking about that comes out of the the the, the heart vortex. Um, always does what it knows to be right. Always. It will not compromise on what it knows to be right. So it doesn't go through a checklist of what are the consequences of me for me of doing what I know to be right. It, it doesn't think consequences because to think consequences is to perceive the possibility that you won't do what you know to be right. And, 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 and love will never do that. Love that I'm talking about will never do that. So, so, so love, love is absolutely a, 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 an incredibly powerful energy absolutely. that won't acquiesce, that won't uh, uh, submit to authority. And, and this energy of love is vastly, vastly more powerful than the energy of Watiko. Uh, I mean, Watiko to love in its power is a fly on an elephant's back. And so we, we, we don't need half the population 51 percent of the population turn this around we don't need anything like that hmm. as long as that population is in a heart space um we can do it without it and uh, with, with with far far fewer uh, because of the impact of that energy compared with the the energy of um of Watiko. and Watiko is evil and evil for me is the absence of love that's what evil is the absence of love you infuse you infuse love into evil. Evil doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Uh, and uh, so um, I'm, I, I, I know, I freaking know that <laughs> on the other side of this, um, we are going to prevail. Um, but it's, um, there's going to be, uh, well, it's going to be a world in the next two years. I mean, it already has been, but I mean, really extreme. Yeah. Uh, which, 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 as we entered 2020, uh, almost no one on planet Earth would conceive the possibility that the world would ever be like it's about to be. Never mind that it would be happening within two years or less than two years of, of, of that that point. Uh, but um, so the, the, uh, I, I would say to people, hold that thought on the other side of this. You know, keep keep strong, keep the backbone going, stop acquiescing. Uh, stop thinking consequences because the consequences of, of, of acquiescing are far, far worse than not acquiescing. I'll tell you that because of where it's going if we do. Uh, and, and know that on the other side of this, we are going to prevail. Uh, we are, but it's going to be challenging in the interim. Well, then, a beacon of hope and a message of love from Mr. David Ike. David, we just want to thank you for your time and coming on the show and providing such insightful knowledge. Real pleasure. Thank you. 
Hushlings, join us next time. Give your attention to Slick Frock Sanders and the Mollywop Band. And good night. Thank you.